On today's show, we take a look at Christian Wood's Rockets season in review. What were the expectations for Christian Wood coming into this Rockets season? How did those change and adapt as the season went along? What were some of his best moments from the season? What were some of the areas that he struggled with that needs to be improved upon in his game moving forward? And the big piece of the puzzle, how can Christian Wood stay a long-term part of this Rockets rebuild? Is that still an option for him at this point with this Rockets team? All of that and more coming up right here at Lockdown Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian, also host of Locked on NBA Mondays, host of the State of the Rockets podcast, as well as the founder of ClutchCityControlRoom.com. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. As always, appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. We're also on YouTube. Go to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I do read your input each and every day that we put out a video. I read your input on YouTube. I do love those comments. Even if I don't get a chance to reply to them, I do check them all out, read them, all that good stuff. Now, for today's episode, we're going to get into Christian Wood's Rockets season in review. We're going to take a look at the expectations coming into the season for Christian Wood, how those expectations changed and kind of adapted as the season went along, or how the Rockets didn't adapt to the change in those expectations. We'll take a look at some of the best moments from Christian Wood this season, some of the areas that he struggled in, and I will posit a a premise on how Christian Wood can still be a long-term fit for this Houston Rockets team. We're going to get to all of that and more, but a couple quick reminders here at the top of the show. The NBA Draft Lottery is eight days away. It is right around the corner, and of course, we'll have you covered with all the coverage here at Locked on Rockets. We're going to be doing a live Locked on Lottery draft coverage show. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'll have more information for that when we get closer to the actual draft lottery night, but you don't want to miss out on that. Tune in. Watch my reaction live. You can see my elation if the Rockets get the number one overall pick. You can see my uh, you know, distraught just sorrow if the Rockets fall to pick number five. So that'll be a ton of fun. And then also this week, Fan Talk Friday, this Friday. So if you want to get in for the next edition of Fan Talk Friday, shoot me a DM on Twitter or on Instagram, either at JT Gatlin on Twitter, Jackson T. Gatlin on Instagram, and drop a topic that you would like to talk about. And I will parse through all the messages and pick three guests to bring on for the show this Friday. You need to be able to record Thursday evening, though, ballpark. So just be aware of that. That's the couple announcements right at the top. Let's get into Christian Wood's season review. And we got to start with the expectations. That's how we start these review series off because it's really important to look at what were the goals and expectations coming into the season for XYZ players. So with Christian Wood, I think his goals really shifted this year, right? Because last year, or I can't say last year now, it's been so we're so far removed from it. Christian Wood's first year with the Houston Rockets. You know, even then his expectations changed dramatically uh, upon the departure of James Harden. But 
he was kind of, you know, viewed as, oh, this is our, you know, our, our, our building block, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily a franchise guy, but he's, he's the Rockets new best player. He's exciting. He's young, right? 25 years old. Cool. Like what can we do to build around this kid? And then they roll into the summer, right? They pick up all the, all the first round draft picks, Jalen Green, Alperin Shingoon, Jacob, Uzi. And, and suddenly the direction of the franchise is clear as day. This is a full-blown rebuild. So where does Christian would fit into the full-blown rebuild dynamic? And I think coming into the season and as the season still, you know, progressed, the mentality from Christian Wood was that he was still the Rockets best player. And at times the Rockets also shared that mentality, right? Like there were times where you heard Kevin Porter Jr. talk about, yeah, we understand C Wood is an all-star. We're going to, we're going to try to feed him. We're going to try to do this, that, and the other thing to, to get him going. Right. And I think with Christian Wood, that mentality of him being the best player is not going to work out for him. If he wants a long-term place here in Houston. That's something that he's going to have to revisit and, and, and grapple with as the season moves along, which is why the game that I have picked as my favorite Christian Wood game from this season, uh, coming up here in segment two, when we break down you know, why this game mattered, was the home win against the Memphis Grizzlies. And, and I'll use that point to kind of build upon this identity for Christian Wood, because I think that identity uh, talking point that that buzzword is something that we've used a lot this season and for good reason this Rockets team doesn't really feel like it has or at least for the most part it didn't really feel like it had an identity or that it was struggling with its identity for a majority of the season right because at the start of the year there was this weird mix of like veterans and young guys being played and there was the 15 game losing streak and they were running double big and then they weren't running double big and in all of this I think that Christian Wood really struggled to find you know his role on this Rockets team because from his standpoint he views himself all right I'm the best player I'm the number one option the ball should you know the offense should run through me like every single possession I should get the most touches on the team all of that and as the season went on that dynamic shifted and I think a lot of the rest of the team was aware of it but maybe not necessarily Seawood or if Seawood was aware of it he wasn't willing to adjust uh, as as Jalen Green and KPJ were really kind of coming into their own, which is why we saw the version of the team that we saw at the end of the season when Christian Wood was shut down for the final six or seven games. And we saw Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green really start to take things over and be the one-two punch offensively. Christian Wood, you know, needs to understand and look at where this team is headed. And if he wants to be a part of this team moving forward, then he has to adjust his expectations for himself and understand what his role is with this team moving forward, which again, we're going to, we're going to kind of define what that can possibly look like for Seawood to stay a long-term member of this Houston Rockets team. But let's take a quick look at his stats just from his first year with the Rockets to his second year with the Rockets and not a whole ton of difference. Uh, the main thing being that his point totals dropped, you know, a, a decent margin uh, from about 21 points a game to down to just 17.9 points per contest. Uh, his shooting uh, volume also dropped a little bit. He had 15.6 field goal attempts per game his first year with the Rockets down to 12.9. So almost about three shots per game less in his second year with the Rockets, which understandably so. You've got KPJ, you've got Jalen Green, you've got shots being distributed more evenly 
throughout the Rockets offense. So it's understandable that he took a dip there. The field goal percentage, you know, dropped a little bit, still above 50%. So we'll take it. The three point percentage was quite impressive. The fact that he, his first year shot about, you know, point three, seven, five percent, 37 and a half percent from the three point line. And then this past year, being able to bring that up to 39% on the year, like the three point shooting is really impressive from Christian Wood on the flip side of that. The free throw shooting is very, very concerning for a guy who tries to get to the free throw line as often as Christian Wood does. Uh, his first year with the Rockets, just 63%. This past year, even further down, took another dip down to 62%. That's one of the big areas that Seawood has to improve in his game if he wants to be a long-term member of this Houston Rockets team. Is He's got to work on his free throw shooting. He can't get the line as much as he does and be that abysmal of a free throw shooter. But... Coming up, I want to talk about Seawood's best game of the season and why that game matters for his potential fit moving forward with this Houston Rockets team. But first, a quick message from our friends over at Bet Online because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, the NBA draft, and more. And speaking of the NBA draft, right now at BetOnline, you can take a look at the odds for who will go number one overall in this year's NBA draft right now. I've got Jabari Smith Jr. at plus 100 to be the number one overall selection in this year's NBA draft. You got Chet Holmgren at plus 190 to go number one overall. And then Paolo Bancaro bringing up the rear at plus 275. So for all of that and more, head to their website or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action available to you. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your next listen, be sure to go check out the Locked on NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast. Now. As we're navigating Christian Woods, you know, Rockets season in review, uh, you know, I mentioned this in a couple of the other review series, but it, it's really easy to point to the stretch to start the season uh, as, you know, the, the the double big lineup, the the double non-shooter lineup as probably the, the most cumbersome stretch of games for the Houston Rockets where everybody was playing some of their worst basketball. And the same can be said for Christian Wood. I mean, he was averaging 15 and a half points per contest. He was shooting 54% from the free throw line. His three point percentage was down to 31% field goal percentage, 45%. Like the numbers were just atrocious across the board. So I've like kind of defaulted to that mainly being the stretch where everybody struggled the most this rocket season. So let's take a look then at some of the positives, right? At, at where Christian Wood succeeded. And I think the number one game to be encouraged by with Christian Wood and, and you know the potential role he could play on this team moving forward for the Houston Rockets. If they don't elect to trade him this offseason, if they don't elect to move on from him, if they want to keep him as part of this core moving forward, is the win at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Rockets won the game 123 to 112. This was they, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies team at the time that was either the number one seed in the Western Conference or they were at least top three. They were like the Grizzlies were floating around top three, you know, for the majority of, of the final you know month or so of the season. I forget exactly where they were when this game took place. But in this game, 
Christian Wood had 28 points, 13 rebounds, had an assist, had a steal, had a couple blocks, 8 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7 from the three-point line. Just an overall really impressive performance. Shot 8 of 11 from the charity stripe, which we will absolutely take. That was you know just a hair under 73%, well above 12 percentage points higher than or yeah, than his uh, his season average. So you'll absolutely take that from C. Wood. And in this game, you know, let, let's you know take a jaunt down memory lane. Christian Wood was engaged. This was probably the most engaged we'd seen C. Wood all season in a game on both ends, where offensively he was playing his role to a T. He was playing within the flow of the offense. He wasn't doing too much. And then on top of that, he was locked in defensively. He had a block, you know, that really crucial block late in the game to help the Rockets maintain their lead, strong defensive possessions. Just this was probably arguably Christian Woods, you know, one of Christian Woods, if not his best game as a Houston Rocket. I remember Steven Silas saying just as much as that after the game, a guy who's been with Seawood all the way since his Charlotte days saying, I think this was Christian Woods best game as a pro. And to see Seawood locked in the way that he was in that game, to see him making the impact on both ends of the floor the way that he was in that game, and especially against a Memphis team that was sizable, right? This was a Memphis team trotting out Steven Adams in the paint. And instead of getting bullied, instead of, you know, slacking off, instead of, you know, forcing Jay Sean Tate to be the guy to check Adams down low, Seawood rose to the occasion in this game. And the Rockets came away with a really surprising win. The best part about this game, though, was not only Seawood's production, because we've seen Seawood have production. We've seen him drop 25 and 12, 20 and 10, and the Rockets just rack up L after L after L. In this game, Seawood had a monster night, and Kevin Porter Jr. had a strong night with 29 points, 5 assists on 11 of 21 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3. And Jalen Green had a strong night as well. The efficiency, a little off, 8 of 17 shooting on the way to 24 points. But he had the 24 points, he had 8 rebounds, and he had 4 assists. So this was the first game where it really felt like the Rockets' quote-unquote big three all flourished together. And that was why it was kind of a glimpse into what this could actually look like if you get all three of these guys on the same page. And a big part of that is... KPJ has the rock in his hands and is running the offense. Jalen Green needs to be the tip of the spear of the offense. And that that shift hadn't quite happened yet in this game because KPJ was still kind of the, you know, the, the point of attack. He he took the most shots on the team, all of that. That shift still needs to kind of take place with Jalen Green being the point of attack, KPJ being the, you know, offensive orchestrator, the facilitator. And then Christian Wood slots in beautifully as the you know the the two-way big presence right and that's what his role needs to become for this rockets team if he wants to be a part of it moving forward in the future and again when we look at this game c wood finished the game with just a 20.1 usage percentage kevin porter jr finished that game with a 30.7 usage percentage and jalen green finished with a 27.8 that is roughly the dynamic that you want to see out of those guys with again the way that the rockets were playing to wound to wind down their season with jalen green and kevin porter jr really coming into their own playing well with each other you know and being the one-two punch for this rockets team all they need is a you know a two-way big a guy who can play both ends of the floor and who knows his role and stays within his lane offensively we've talked about this conversation quite a bit with Jay Sean Tate 
and KJ Martin, right? About the differences between those two guys and how KJ Martin feels like a bit of a better fit in that starting lineup alongside Jalen Green and KPJ because why? He stays in his lane. He knows his role. If Christian Wood can adapt and get to that point, then I think there's a legitimate reason that, that he could be a long-term fit for this Houston Rockets team if he is willing to and able to accept that role within this Rockets team of I'm going to be a two-way big, I'm going to play all, you know, I'm going to play off the ball offensively, I'm not going to soak up, you know, a million offensive possessions, I'm not the offense isn't going to run through me, you know, for stretches of the game, I'm going to be a pick and pop big, I'm going to be a rim running big, and then defensively if we can see him locked in the way that he was locked in that game, oh, we don't need Christian Wood to be a DPOY caliber player to have an impact. He just can't be a net negative on that end. That's not asking for a ton. You're just asking for him to not be, you know, uh, a ragdoll in the paint against opposing centers. But as far as the roster construction is concerned for this Rockets team, I, I want to bring up another point here on our final segment about how the Rockets could best benefit from shifting Christian Wood in the position that he's playing and the the argument there as far as what the Rockets could look like as far as team construction moving forward with the NBA draft right around the corner and what player they could bring in to really help accentuate what Christian Wood brings to the table and how that could help elevate the team as a whole. But first, a quick message from my friends over at Built Bar, because when it comes to protein bars, you got to check out Built Bar. They're the number one protein bar on the market. They've got so many incredible flavors to choose from. You got raspberry, you got strawberry, mint chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, coconut brownie chunk. You can't go wrong with a single bar on their menu. Every single bar is low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing. If you're on a keto diet, amazing. If you're trying to cut back a little bit, lose a little bit of weight, you can check them out. Just go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your very next order of the best-tasting protein bars on the market. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out Locked on NBA from the first jump of the play-in tournament all the way to the final possession, the final buzzer of the finals. It's Locked on Experts taking you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. I host the Monday show. It's always a ton of fun. Three interviews from around the league, the biggest stories from over the weekend. Be sure to listen to it, Apple, Spotify, check it out on YouTube, all those locations. Now, I know that Christian Wood is kind of a divisive, you know, talking point amongst Rockets fans, and even myself earlier this season, right? You know, I, I basically, you know, not, not quite done a heel turn on Christian Wood, but especially that, you know, the New Year's Day uh, incident, which, you know, did affect Kevin Porter Jr. It affected Christian Wood as well, seeing as how he was a part of that. I thought that was a really, you know... It was a piss poor way for him to handle that situation. And I, I did kind of mentally check out on him at that point where I said, you know what? Get this guy off the team. If this is how he's going to behave, if he's going to have this prima donna attitude, he broke a team rule, comes in, you know, loses a starting spot, pouts on the floor after being checked in off the bench, all of that, get rid of this guy, right? But similar to Kevin Porter Jr., you live and you learn, right? You, you take this lesson and you move forward with it and you try to grow with it. So if we look at Christian Wood, and again, part of the part of my reason for this is, you know, guys with Christian Wood's skill set don't just grow on trees, right? Like Christian Wood is a big man who is a walking 2010, who is shooting close to 40% from the three-point line. So 
how can the Rockets best deploy that? And I think they've gone back and forth on this and tried to, okay, we're going to, we're going to run you at the five. Now we're going to run you at the four, but Daniel Tice is a suboptimal fit alongside Jay Sean Tate. So now that's all mucked up. Okay. Now we're going to run you back at the five and we're going to run an undersized four next to you. And that dynamic still didn't quite work out because then the Rockets were just, you know, barbecue chicken defensively. So how could the Rockets best benefit from Christian Wood moving forward? I think that the little brief glimpses that we saw of Christian Wood and Al P coexisting on the floor together uh, bode well. I, I think that there is a future where those two guys, if they're both still on the roster this next season, well, if C. Wood's still on the roster, could potentially both start for this Rockets team in conjunction with one another. That said, what piece do you put next to them? If your starting backcourt is Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, and if you're starting Alper and Shingun at the five, which makes sense because Al P can handle the bigger, bulkier fives, and the way the NBA is trending, having length at all five positions is optimal. That is how you want to build your roster. And Christian Wood at the four spot, if he's not expected to necessarily play the same game that we've seen him play to this point where he, you know, utilizes a lot of pump fake, dribble drive, attack off the catch, you know, parts of his game, it's not that those suddenly cease to exist. It's if he changes his mentality and his approach to the game offensively, and if he becomes more of just a willing spot-up three-point shooter offensively, then his length could be a great asset for this Rockets team at the four spot, right? Where then suddenly he's utilizing his ability to be a switchy defender on the perimeter guarding guys out on the wing rather than getting bullied down low by the bigger centers from around the NBA. He's not getting you know exposed on the inside. And not only that, but then you have the, the size of Alper and Shingun to deal with opposing bigs. You've got the length of Christian Wood to help secure defensive rebounds and close out possessions strong. So then what do you do at that point? If you're running C. Wood at the four, you're running Alper and Shingun at the five, that to me is a dynamic that could potentially work for this Rockets team moving forward. But how do you balance out, again, the, the deficiencies in Christian Wood's game, which are defense, right? You, you need more size. You need guys who are quality defenders to put around those two guys. And you want to also still be able to keep things opened up and fluid offensively. And that's where more and more I keep coming away thinking that Jabari Smith would be a huge pick for this Rockets team. Not even just, you know, again, even if we were to take Christian Wood out of the equation, the idea that Jabari Smith is a hyper elite three-point shooter, he's going to shoot above 40% at the NBA level. He's going to be a all NBA caliber defender for sure. He's got the size to guard positions realistically, you know, two through five and, you know, the foot speed, the mobility to stick with some guards, you know, at the NBA level. And then the size and the length to be a really quality rebounder, right? Those are all areas that the Rockets desperately need improvements in this next season. And if you were to inject all of those skill sets directly into the Rockets lineup, and if you were to trot out a starting lineup of Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Christian Wood, and Alperin Shingun, that is a lineup that I genuinely feel like could do some serious damage if, big if, Christian Wood is bought into his role on the offensive end and is, you know, bought in defensively. And again, that is to say that Christian Wood needs to understand that his role moving forward with this Rockets team isn't to be the number one option, isn't to be the go-to guy. It's to be an accessory piece to both Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. And if that type of player is what Christian Wood can become, then there's no reason that you couldn't look at almost having two 6'10", 
three point shoot, you know, lights out three point shooters shooting above 39, 40% from the floor, solid rebounders, length at all five positions. Well, length at four positions. Alp doesn't necessarily have a lot of length, but he uses his size well and he does the work early and he doesn't get, you know, manhandled by opposing centers. Suddenly, you're looking at a roster that is so well-constructed that there's not really any gaps in it, right? Kevin Porter Jr. You know, improved substantially as a three-point shooter. Jalen Green grew as a three-point shooter. Jabari, Christian Wood, suddenly you've got four of your five positions are all knockdown three-point shooters. And guess what? The fifth guy, who isn't necessarily to a point where he's a knockdown three-point shooter, that can be your offensive fulcrum in Alperin Shingun. So I, I make this point, right, about roster construction and, and where the Rockets are headed with Christian Wood because I don't necessarily know, know that Christian Wood has to be on the way out. That said, I'm not completely attached to the idea of keeping him either. I think it could go either way, and I'm really curious to see what direction the Rockets try to go with it, right? Because so much is up in the air right now with the uncertainty regarding this year's top draft pick, whether it's at number one, whether it's number five, maybe somewhere in between, who they walk away with as their top prospect from this year's draft, you know, will likely dictate what direction they do decide to go with Christian Wood. Because if the Rockets are maybe a bit higher on one of the other prospects, maybe they're a bit higher on Chet Holmgren or Paolo Bancaro, that probably changes the calculus a little bit as to whether or not they can keep Christian Wood. Because you can't run Bancaro or Holmgren at the three spot the way that you could run Jabari Smith right out of the gate. And even then, maybe who whoever they do pick at the top spot isn't somebody that they want to inject into the starting lineup right away. Maybe there's a situation where it makes sense to bring said player off the bench for a little while to start the season. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks about how this Rockets team is going to navigate this next stretch of the rebuild. And it's a very critical point in the Rockets rebuild because again, Christian Wood has shown a skill set that is desirable to a number of teams at the NBA level. There's a reason teams have shown interest in him you know, at the the previous kind of trading points, you know, in the season, in the previous offseason, this past trade deadline, all of that. It's just that the the market offers were kind of terrible, so the Rockets turned their noses up at them, and for good reason. You don't want to take back, you know, no trade is better than a bad trade where you lose value on a player. So when it comes to Christian Wood, I still think there's a possibility that he has a way to cement himself as a long-term piece of this Rockets team. It's going to take a lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of adjusting from his previous expectations of what his role looked like here in, you know, in Houston as a member of the Rockets. But I'm not completely sold on the idea that he can't do it. Because if we make the argument as Rockets fans that Christian Wood could go to a team like Golden State or Charlotte or Phoenix or whatever, right, and find success, then maybe it's just the environment, right? Maybe the Rockets, you know, would look different if they were winning games. Maybe they'll look different next season now that Jalen Green and KPJ are more coming into their own and Christian Wood can have that opportunity to say, you know what, I don't have to be the number one guy. I can kind of slide back and be the three option or the third option and let these two guys carry the carry the workload and I'll just focus more, you know, on what I can do defensively. I'll focus more on picking and choosing my right spots offensively. I don't know the mentality behind it. That that calculus isn't you know it, it's 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 a very gray area to try and figure out what's go, what that's going to look like for this Rockets team. But the areas that Christian Wood desperately needs to improve in as well, you know, moving forward, and we've touched on a majority of these areas throughout the show. Uh, the free throw shooting mentioned earlier that has to get better. Needs to be shooting you know for a guy with his touch from three he needs to be shooting 70, 75 percent. It's very Josh Smith reminiscent, right? A guy who could knock down threes but struggled to shoot anything from the free throw line. 
So the free throw shooting has to change the defense. We've seen him be capable defensively. Uh, again, maybe it's just about how the Rockets have deployed him defensively. They're not doing him any favors by running him at the five. So maybe they put him in a position where he could guard, you know, wings. And suddenly that eliminates the defensive deficiencies because we've seen him actually have success guarding on the perimeter. And then lastly, and this is one area that I, you know, didn't really get into a whole ton. And so it's a good spot to kind of, uh, you know, end on for the show is what happened to Christian Wood as a rim runner? Right. Like he, you know, he's the perfect mold to be a, you know, versatile offensive force, pick and pop, rim run, catch lobs, play above the rim. Felt like the Rockets completely got away from that this season. And I don't know if that is a Christian Wood thing. I don't know if that's a Steven Silas thing. I don't know if that's a KPJ Jalen Green thing. I don't know if that's just a way, you know, NBA defenses were guarding them and it just wasn't there. But that's something that desperately needs to be re added to see Wood's repertoire and his game to make life easier, not only for himself, but for his teammates to create opportunities, right? The Rockets had a distinct lack of vertical spacing throughout this past season. And a big part of that was C. Wood just getting away from any level of rim running throughout the season. So that is a part of his game that needs to be like refocused on, reconnoitered, whatever, this offseason, so that the big trio of the Rockets, should they all still be in Rockets jerseys next season, which again, the big question mark is, Christian Wood. I'm not doubting that Jalen Green and KPJ aren't going to be in Rockets jerseys. It's just easier to say all three of them. And then I go down a rabbit hole and I wind up explaining the whole thing, which is stupid anyways. It's a good thing we're winding down the show. With that, um, that's something that Seawood has to add back to his game. It, it made no sense that the Rockets went away from it. And again, I don't know if that's Coach Silas thing. Don't know if that's a Christian Wood thing, but whatever it is, it needs to get hammered out and the Rockets need to figure out their situation with him moving forward. But I... Those are all my thoughts on, on Christian Wood largely throughout the season. I will say that a runner-up for his you know probably best game of the season would be the home game against the Indiana Pacers where the Rockets uh, wound up losing. I believe they lost by about three. I want to double-check the math on that, make sure. Yeah, yeah, they lost by three in that game. Seawood played about 34 minutes. He had 32, 13, and seven assists. That was another highlight where... Throughout the season, there were some games where Seawood did feel like much more of a willing passer, getting guys involved offensively, not being a black hole or a ball stopper on offense. And that's an area where, again, if he fills his role, if he can change his mentality, his approach to the game, and just fulfill that third option role, take a step back in the offense, let things flow a bit more naturally, then you can get opportunities like that where Seawood is a very capable passer at times, not necessarily a willing passer all the time, where he could rack up five, six, seven assists given you know the, the types of weapons that the Rockets now have throughout their roster offensively. But with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want you to tell me how you feel about Christian Wood moving forward for this Rockets team. Do you just want to jettison him to Mars and get him out of Houston? Or do you maybe want to see what the Rockets could potentially do if he is willing to accept the mentality around a different role, right? If he can buy into not being the number one guy on the team, let me know in the comments on the YouTube channel. I do read each and every one of those every single day. But as always, appreciate you for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all platforms. Also, again, check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.